Welcome to the Internet Report, where we cover what's breaking and what's working on the Internet. This week, we are going to talk about the Google outage that happened um, yesterday, December 14th. And after that, we have an interesting session with David Belson from Fastly. And you've probably seen David uh, before on our show. But David's a um, senior um, you know, director of data insights at Fastly. And he put together some really interesting insights on Black Friday traffic. So we have him later on the show. So first off, let's look at the Google outage that happened um, yesterday. So for those of you um, who were awake and on the East Coast, um, this, this happened really early, around 6.45. It did. Right? Yeah. 6.45 lasted for about um, 40 minutes. 40 minutes, yeah. yeah. Right. And some of the early um, kind of uh, manifestations of this outage of sorts was, you know, people couldn't um, listen to, I mean, or see YouTube, or they were unable to access mail or calendar. But an interesting observation that was made was if you were in incognito mode on your web browser, you could, you know, totally access YouTube, for instance. That was just a manifestation of how this outage happened and what a few of us saw. And it looks like Google came out with their um, RCA on what happened as well, which we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But before we get there, we wanted to see how we kind of experienced the outage from, you know, a thousand eyes perspective, what we saw. So bear with me as I share my screen. Yeah. And it's really interesting. We'll talk about this a little bit more, but some of the symptoms of this and, and you know, and this was confirmed with their, um, their um, article that they put out about the root cause of this is it had a lot of the same manifestations as the authentication uh, issue that caused the big um, outage at Microsoft um, for oh. some Microsoft services um, in terms of kind of like, you know, the steps that need to happen in order to kind of identify the, the inbound user and, and go through the process of seeing if they're authenticated and all of that. Like there were some, there were some things that were broken in that process in the case of the Microsoft outage. Um, and some of, some of what we saw also kind of looks similar to that. Right. Yeah, exactly. So um, we, what you're seeing here is, you know, um, us Thousand Eyes agents monitoring um, Google Calendar very specifically. And at the time of the outage, which was started on 11.50 UTC, so translating to about 6.50 Eastern, um, lasting for you know, just 40 minutes. I would just point out that that was 3.50 Pacific time. Right. Because <laughs> I woke up to messages from a bunch oh. of folks on this. And so I, I woke um, up to messages too. <laughs> we, luckily, yes. I missed this one. Um, so 40 minutes. But I mean, this, this really took place um, just as the school day was getting started on the East Coast. So right. that, you know, certainly would have had an impact. A lot of people, um, a lot of both businesses and schools and other It actually did. Um, I yeah. heard that one of our colleagues, um, you know, the school called um, her to let her kids know that they are unable to um, get on um, their classes because Google was down. So definitely yeah. did create some kind of, you know, um, disruption. Also to remember that this was uh, midday in, in Europe. Uh, yeah. in Europe. Yeah. And as you can see, the artist was pretty global in its impact. It, wasn't really concentrated to um, the states. So we here, we're looking at, um, you know, basically um, the impact of the outage, like a blast radius. So this is definitely um, global in scale, um, looking at, you know, um, HTTP availability. 
But what was interesting is if we got into um, kind of, you know, the weeds of um, the, the, the page load competence itself, we noticed that um, we are starting to see um, an issue here with respect to, um, you know, unable to get any access to the application itself. So it's kind of your page is not even loading. Yeah. And it's interesting because the initial, like the server itself, like, you know, the, the, the initial edge server, right. Where you're making your request that was working. Right. So you were getting a redirect exactly and on the redirect. That's where in trying to connect to that um, redirected URL, like that's where there was an issue. And if you look at kind of like the component itself, so yeah, like all clear network looks really clean, lots of green, um, and uh, so all good there. No, nothing right. in terms of what, what was happening from the, the front end. From a front end um, perspective, that's a good point. Like, yeah. because a lot of times this question of can I even reach the, um, you know, edge servers. And um, as you can see here, there's no real network related issue. Um, actually, even in the paths within Google, the, the green nodes yeah. uh, represent where. Google's network, yeah. Yeah, Google's yeah. And, and what's interesting too, if you go back to page load is, mm -hmm. you know, you see here kind of like this redirect and that's actually normal. Like if you go back in the timeline in which everything was working, you'll kind of see like a little bit of this kind of process that happens where um, somebody who's not logged in, right? In this case, like we're doing kind of a fresh test, there's no caching. No. Um, you get just going to calendar.google.com, you're getting kind of like a redirect to like um, another um, URL. And then you kind of, and this all happens like without anything even loading on a page, right? Like this, this kind of sequence. That's kind of like the redirect. Prerequisite. Yeah, like, are you, you know, yeah. like there's some mechanism whereby it's like, are you authenticated? If you were authenticated, then you would get, you know, a page that's like en enables you to have access to your calendar or your email. Um, but if you're not, then you're going to be handed a, a login page. And so that, that and that's sequence. Yeah. And that's clearly talking. seen here as to your, you are sent to yeah. something called a service login page. Yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. yeah. I think that's, um, kind of related also to kind of the RCA that they came out with, right? Yes. Uh, Google, which was yeah. their... Yeah, they did identify an authentication issue caused by, um, I think this was like, there was a queue threshold that was reached and, um, you know, that, that then caused like issues with authentication, their authentication service, um, which is obviously really critical because it's kind of the first step to getting into an application. Um, and it's interesting, you know, to see if there's um, any differences, reported differences based on whether or not um, users were logged in already when mm -hmm. the incident went down versus not. Um, especially given that this was happening really early in the day for the East Coast, I would expect that a lot of folks were like making fresh logins. Um, and so, you know, I think it would be interesting um, you know, haven't had a lot of time to kind of dig into some of the user social on, uh, media on this, but it'd be interesting to see if there's differences in Europe versus, versus East Coast, right? right like, right. because there may I, have been folks already signed in, right? I remember that even though I was actually signed in, um, on you're still YouTube, having issues. I was having yeah. issues playing YouTube. Um, yeah. and I was unable to send um, email to, I just did a quick test email mm, as soon as I woke mm. up and that was happening, but it was already signed in. Yeah. Uh, but very clearly, if you were signed in and, you know, you had maybe there was some kind of, you know, backend authentication, like 
validation that checkler was happening, yeah. but yeah. irrespective. Exactly. So even the validation method, just kind of checking, are you authenticated or not? It, it sounds not. like it wasn't also yeah. um, functioning. So. so the other interesting thing that we saw, apart from like, you know, just not being able to act, just purely not have been able to access a service, which is what we saw from, you know, accessing Google Calendar. We noticed that, you know, we track some response times and wait times in terms of seeing, okay, where exactly is this delay happening uh, for, you know, say Gmail for in this particular instance. And very clearly here, we noticed that at the time of the outage, we started seeing spikes in um, wait times all across yeah. like globally, right? Yeah. Um, the the magnitude of that difference varies depending on where you're connecting from, but irrespective, is definitely indication that there was something slowing down the servers in the yeah. back end. Um, it's interesting. Um, what I like about this um, these two charts is like on the top you have response time, right? Mm -hmm. But I also like the fact that like you know we can chart specifically around like which aspects of the response so, yeah. time are contributing to this higher delay, right? So it's not DNS, it's not like connect, that's all fine and normal within normal parameters, mm -hmm. but it's really the wait time, which means a lot of that is an indication that the server's just taking longer, maybe trying to make requests to a backend system yep. or, or service. And that's just the service yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's really, you know, these are all kind of aligning to what's been reported by Google, you know? So really interesting that you can make a lot of, um, um, even just a, a deep kind of backend system um, uh, kind of um, services, you can make right. a lot of inference just based on some data from the outside, right? Um, I think even when we were talking about this yesterday, um, authentication came up pretty early in the conversation when it we did. were like thinking about what the root cause could be. So. Um, so it was nice to kind of get that confirmation <laughs> yes, uh, today. Yes, yep. Yeah, with that, um, that kind of takes us on our, you know, um, outage deep dive. And with that, we'll be moving over to the uh, expert opinion section. So next up on our expert spotlight, we have David Belson, who is director of, excuse me, senior director of data insights at Fastly, where he's responsible for um, telling data-driven stories and working across the organization to um, activate data insights for customers and the open source community. He's been uh, in the tech industry for over 25 years. He's had similar roles at uh, the Internet Society, at um, Oracle's Internet Intelligence team, and at Akamai. So we're really excited to have him on. He's been on the show before, so we're excited to have him back. And we're going to talk about some of the research that he's put out recently um, on uh, the differences between performance um, during Black Friday last year, as well as this year, and also uh, Giving Tuesday. So we'll talk a little bit about what his findings were. Welcome, David. Thank you. So what was the, some of the interesting things that kind of just jumped out at you when you started looking at this data in preparation for kind of the publishing? So I think one of the things we noticed was that uh, people seem to take a break from shopping on Thanksgiving this year. Um, in the past, we've uh, seen, I think, both both in real life and uh, online that there have been a lot of, you know, door buster, site buster sales. Uh, on Thanksgiving, where uh, you know drives drives traffic. Uh, this year, we saw e-commerce traffic among our customers 
kind of dip uh, heading into Thanksgiving uh, and then pick up uh, on, on Black Friday and uh, into the weekend. And you also saw a similar trend for um, traffic around the Giving Tuesday um, date, because sometimes there's like, you know, a, an uptick in um, kind of traffic to nonprofits during that period. Again, it seemed like on Thanksgiving Day, it was almost as if uh, compared to last year, there was actually less uh, traffic to a lot of these sites. Yeah, yeah. So both on e-commerce and traffic to um, some of our uh, nonprofit charity and, and charity customers, um, the, the peak traffic levels were certainly lower on Thanksgiving Day, uh, but then accelerated. Uh, so on, on, for, for the nonprofits, it was uh, very clearly accelerated on Giving Tuesday um, from a you know, day-to-day and week-to-week perspective. Uh, and then uh, for the e-commerce customers, again, the, the peaks were lower on um, Thanksgiving, but then uh, significantly higher on, uh, on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Yeah. And, and what do you think? I mean, I guess there's been some other uh, kind of articles that have been written about this um, as well in terms of like why that might be. Is it just like digital fatigue, people taking some downtime on Thanksgiving perhaps, or there was also a lot of just kind of um, deals that were offered a lot earlier than, than they were last year. Right. Right. Yeah. That was definitely, I definitely saw a number of those uh, articles talking about how some of the major retailers uh, started offering deals earlier um, and we, we looked at traffic over um, uh, over the course of um, uh, October, November as well. And I think we definitely started to see a gradual increase um, that, that happened, I think, in the first half of October, kind of dipped a bit uh, and then uh, accelerated again once, uh, you know, November started. Um, you know, maybe that was everybody stocking up for Halloween uh, in the first half of October and then started to, to do their Christmas shopping in uh, early November. Uh, I don't know. But uh, we definitely saw, uh, you know, a gradual increase in traffic through the, the months heading into the, the shopping weekend. Well, it's it's also very easy with everybody. Well, not everybody, but a lot of folks at home to just kind of sprinkle in your shopping throughout your week and throughout your We've been uh, so. online shopping for nine months now. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're ahead of the game, then. <laughs> what more do you want to buy, um, David? Is there was there any difference you saw from a Cyber Monday to um, you know um, Black Friday uh, perspective, like you know, and in comparison to last year? Mm-hmm. So, so last year we saw um, you know Black Friday obviously uh, was higher than earlier in the week uh, and earlier in the month, uh, but then uh, Cyber Monday was when the the commerce traffic hit a peak. Um, this year, we saw the peak on uh, Black Friday, uh, and then on Cyber Monday, we, we saw uh, higher traffic, but it wasn't, the peak levels weren't quite as high uh, as they were on Black Friday. Oh, wow. Uh, so, you know, maybe everybody did, maybe everybody found what they needed Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and then, you know, Monday, they were just picking up other deals, but not quite as many or also, traditionally, Black Friday has been about going into the store and, you know, buying stuff like there. It's not been right. an online activity. And Cyber Monday was that one event where you one day when you would go online to buy stuff. That's very true. Yeah. So, so I think maybe that has now, because of the current situation, a lot of that uh, in-store uh, activity shifted online, obviously, which may be what drove Black Friday to be a higher traffic day. Yeah. I mean, even the notion of a Black or a, a Cyber Monday. A Cyber Monday. Seems a little bit like antiquated yeah. <laughs> at this point. At this point, we just call that Monday. <laughs> exactly. 
So, um, so yeah, so lots of good um, data that you have in there. And so, I mean, there's a lot of, of, of uh, data that you, you unpack in that blog. So um, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Um, yeah. And also just, you know, there's some other research that has been put out by Fastly um, this year that's really interesting. We don't necessarily have a lot of time to unpack it and hopefully you'll come back on a future episode and we can talk about this more. But there's a lot of um, data that Fastly put out about kind of the digital divide, right? And about mm-hmm. how, um, you know, certain communities based on, they've done some research around based on income levels and download speeds, I think it was. They kind of charted right. that out earlier this year. Yeah, that came out in uh, uh, the end of April. Uh, and we, we leveraged um, data from the Fastly platform to look at uh, connection speeds uh, and then did some correlation with uh, zip code and income uh, to try to understand, you know, is there a correlation between connection speeds and, and income levels? Um, and then also looking at uh, things like, you know, where, where uh do users or consumers um, fail to have broadband speeds that are um, you know, acceptable or necessary to, to do what we need to do online, to do video right. conferencing, to do you know, basic online education, things like that. Um, you know, but we, we also, you know, on the upside, one of the things we found is that um, a number of providers uh, had adjusted some of their, their offering tiers to increase the speeds that were available, um, and especially the, the in the in the programs for um, you know lower income customers, uh, and we did see uh, we definitely see a, a, an impact and a benefit there uh, when they took those steps. Yeah. So, remember, was that you know a concession? Was that like a temporary um, stopgap that they had done, or did that continue through the, these last nine months? Um, it's a good question because when we looked at the data, it was from uh, February through April. Um, so you mm-hmm. could see when I think the March time frame when they made those changes, you could see connection speeds pick up. Um, one of the things I do want to do uh, heading to 2021 is um, go back and, and, and answer that question to understand how did things change? Or did things change uh, over the, the balance of 2020 and, and heading into sort of the uh, you know, for better or for worse, one year anniversary of all of this. Yeah, that'll definitely be really interesting because I, I know that the, I think officially the Keeping America Connected, the FCC kind of program expired at the end of June. And there's, I've heard some uh, broadband providers that ended some of their programs. So it will be interesting to see what your data shows in terms of, did we see kind of just a, a sliding back to previous kind of- Pre-COVID. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, right, right. Don't so, want to dig back into that. For sure. Really looking forward to that. Um, so David, it was really awesome to have you on the show. This is really interesting stuff. I'm really excited that you're at Fastly and that you're sharing you. this data with everyone. Um, so looking forward to seeing more of it. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me back show. and I look forward to chatting with you again. Yep. All right. So that's our show, everyone. So we're going to be taking the next couple of weeks off for the holiday break. So we're not going to have an episode um, for the next two weeks. We're going to be back, though, on January 5th. And we're really excited to have a special guest. Uh, We are going to have Forrest Brazil, who is hilarious and amazing and super knowledgeable. Um, Forrest is uh, AWS serverless hero, cloud bard at a cloud guru. And he also does an amazing blog at 
uh, cloudirregular.substack.com. And he's also an author. He's the author of the Read Aloud Cloud. So we're really excited to have him on the show. It will be a fun one. Uh, so uh, have a good holiday, everyone. And we'll see you back in January. And again, if you want to subscribe or follow us on Twitter, do so. Um, if you haven't gotten your T-shirt yet and you want one, you could email us at internetreport at thousandeyes.com. And with that, we'll see you next year. Bye.